Hello, and welcome to the Global Trading Podcast. I'm Terry Flanagan, the editor of Global Trading. Today, we're speaking with Aya Asonoma, sales representative for market access in Japan. Aya won the Rising Star Award at Markets Media's 2021 Women in Finance Asia Awards held earlier this year. We always like to catch up with award winners afterwards to hear more about the career and personal stories. So Aya, we're very pleased to have you on. Thank you for joining us today. Nice meeting you, Terry. Thank you so much for having me today. Great. So let's uh, just find out a little more about what you, what you and your career and you being the rising star that you are. So uh, start from the beginning, really. If you could talk a little bit about your, your upbringing, your you know, early years in education, and, and how did you decide to go into the financial services industry? Yeah, so at the age of 12, I was enrolled in a very traditional all-girls school in Tokyo, where we were taught good manners and etiquette, but our family structure was very very traditional, with my mother being a business owner, my father spending most of his time pursuing his passion for fishing and cooking. So in many ways, we are more resistant to social pressure than most traditional Japanese families. Where I come from, social pressure often drives people's behaviors. So I think I was brought up in quite a unique environment from that perspective. I had an opportunity to think about what I would have liked to do instead of what I was expected to do. I ended up in financial services by chance. At the time, I was still at school studying to become an architect when I took a part-time position in an investment bank. That experience gave me the opportunity to be part of an incredibly dynamic and multicultural environment, which changed my perspective considerably coming from a very traditional Japanese educational environment where diversity was very a thing, as mentioned. So this is why once I graduated, I accepted a full-time position within the same company as trading desk support. I see, I see. Okay. So, right, you you started your financial services career at at Deutsche Bank in 2000, I believe. How how has your your career progressed since then and and up to current day? What's your role and, and responsibilities at Market Access? Yeah, so I started in a support position at the Deutsche Bank and worked there for over a year. Again, bear in mind that in Japan back then, majority of female employees were still in a support or admin type of roles. I remember that most of the job opportunities even clearly stated whether a male or female could apply, along with the academic qualification required. After the Deutsche Bank, I moved to a Japanese bank as personal assistant. I truly enjoyed the job and I learned many things before applying for an internal transfer to work in the front office. I think the real turning point for me was moving to Singapore, where I started to work for a Danish bank that had a much more equal working environment. That was my first time reporting to a female manager and seeing so many other female leaders in the organization. The organization was also looking after employees very well 
And uh, that's why the retention rate was very healthy. It was quite eye-opening for me. Uh, reflecting on my career progress, I was very fortunate to have positive relationships with my managers and especially with women managers who I could discuss my career development more openly. Right. Now, now as a successful woman in finance, you, you've, you're, you're working in the historically male-dominated culture of, of Japan. What are some of the challenges that you've faced and had to overcome and, you know, back in, in the past and, and pulling it up to the, to the present day? Or, you know, are the challenges still there? This is a very interesting question. I am honestly not sure how far I could have gone if I would have stayed in Japan. It felt like I started my career in a fair and a more equal environment only when I moved to Singapore. Gender gap in Japan was a normal thing. And at the time, I obviously didn't know what I know today. To give you an idea, I just read a piece of research by an organization called Nine by Nine, surveyed working women in six different Asian countries in 2021. One of the questions was about their positive gender parity experience in the workplace. And Japan had that lowest response rate. When it came to share positive stories, The shocking news was that the positive story was about not getting fired once expecting a baby. Therefore, even today, my perception is that majority of women out there do not have an understanding of what they deserve or how to speak up. This doesn't impact only women, though, but also men who have to overcome a number of hurdles linked to a quite traditional concept of the hierarchy. So bottom line is, which is a key factor in this context, is that being vocal is not traditionally a part of the Japanese culture. But how else can we change? Well, Japan seems to have significantly less awareness of gender parity as a society. But I would like to think that some of the financial services seem to be a step ahead on catching up with the global standards. Okay, okay. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Now, we've talked about Japan, but you you've you've worked in Tokyo, Singapore, and Hong Kong, so really the three I I believe largest financial centers in Asia. What have you liked the most and least about each each of those cities? Mm. Tokyo is fascinating and uh, with a huge uh, wealth of culture. But uh, being, uh, again, a Japanese female working in Tokyo has lots of preconceptions. That being said, over the past two decades, I have personally witnessed many positive changes. I have been working very closely with Japanese clients. There are women leading teams. There are young, skillful men leading projects. I'm very excited about what has so far been a gradual shift. And Singapore, I loved my experience in Singapore. It is a small country with a great diversity of cultures. While there, I felt a sense of community and definitely a more equal environment. People work diligently, 
but are also able to have a great work-life balance. Hence, are happier. And working in Hong Kong is exciting and tough at the same time. Everyone has a very achieving mindset and being successful is key to be able to afford a decent lifestyle. Hong Kong is very dynamic and offers a wide range of opportunities. I cannot name many cities that offers a best-in-class financial business environment and absolutely amazing trails and beaches within a short taxi ride for daily outdoor activities. Right. Okay. Now, now, how has market access supported your career, and you know how how might you characterize their view on the advancement of women in finance more more broadly? Because you know, I ask this question because we have women in finance awards on uh, uh, throughout the year, and it's always interesting to hear not only the persons, the the individual winner stories, but also uh, you know a little bit about the firm that that they work at and 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 how their uh, views on women in finance are. Yeah, market access gave me the opportunity to go back to work. I took a few years of break, and sabbatical leave is still not a very common practice for many organizations. And many of us worry about losing or finding a job if you decide to take some time to pursue your passions or interests or to focus on your family. I know lots of women still uh, struggle to find a meaningful job after they spend years taking care of their young children. I'm very grateful Market Access gave me the chance to go back to work and relocate me to Hong Kong. And I'm enjoying my work life and I keep learning every day. Market Access is a company that truly takes care of its employees and the team give a further proof of it during the pandemic. Right, right. Thank you. Now, so, so from an industry perspective, you, you work in electronic bond trading, electronic fixed income trading. Historically, that has been a, a sort of a clubby market that wasn't the first one to move electronic. So I wonder, from your, your perspective, are institutional asset owners in Japan growing more comfortable with electronic fixed income trading and, you know, assuming there still is some reticence, wariness, hesitance regarding electronic trading, how do you, how do you manage this? So before fixed income, most of my career has been in a foreign exchange where e-trading is already the norm. I was quite surprised about how different the two markets are But I'm very excited about transformation that has been happening in the last few years. Some institutional asset owners are very receptive and eager for change and seeking solutions for efficiency and trade cost saving, while others are more attached to their current way of doing things. Often, though, there is quite a gap between organizations as trading teams want to change, but the rest of the organization moves very slowly. However, things are looking very positive as they also gradually understand e-trading is not for every single trade. And simply, e-trading gives them time to spend on other bigger, more important trades. It benefits them 
and they know it works well. Sure. Okay. Now, now, if we were to to tie the this discussion up, uh, sort of of tie it together, what would you say is the secret of your success? In in other words, how do you maintain a standard of excellence on a day to day basis? And and might you have any words of career advice to a younger woman who might be interested in a career similar to yours? I keep it simple and focus on doing something better every day, every week, or every year. I set goals for myself and plan accordingly. But I also learned not to compare myself to my peers. We are all different, and I stay diligent and focused on what I am supposed to do. Adapting to different company cultures is important too, but this is becoming more mutual in the past And sometimes still today, people think that uh, speaking more will make them stand out. But uh, companies have started to understand and appreciate different culture backgrounds, including those that see people being shy or not used to speak up, such as uh, Japanese culture. I think that be yourself and do what you believe in works best. And that's take you a long way. Sure, sure. That is good good advice if I've ever heard it. So uh, <laughs> I would like to say thank you very much, Aya. It was a very interesting and informative discussion about your, your career. And, uh, you know, congratulations. And uh, we look forward to seeing your, uh, you know, future endeavors in your career. Thank you so much, Terry. Thanks. I'm Terry Flanagan. This has been the Global Trading Podcast. You can find us on Global Trading website, which is fixglobal.com. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Our guest today has been Aya Asonoma of Market Access. Thank you again, Aya. It was really great to speak with you. Thank you.